how to build your brand starting at ground zero, how to become a humanizer, and navigating the internet marketing rabbit hole. Welcome to episode 42 with Julie Burke. You are listening to Len Jones Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at TrueFace.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. Boom. What up, what up, party people? Happy Tuesday. It is a phenomenal day out here in Santa Monica, California, and I hope that you woke up this morning, you made your bed, and you're just feeling good. You brushed your teeth, you even flossed this morning. You typically don't floss, but you be flossing this morning. I hope you just got a great start to your day and are just making moves, making daily actions to get to your goals. That's how it works. You know, the people at the top are no different than you and I. They're just people that are taking daily actions towards the towards their goal. You know, they accepted the process of becoming a successful human and they didn't care about vanity metrics and about you know where they're at now they just look at where they're going so i hope that's you and i know as a fact from today's guest you're gonna get a ton of value i'm really fired up we have julie burke in the house okay julie burke is just such a cool person she's so laid back she makes it seem so doable just the online marketing journey she's made a million dollars online just absolutely smashes it she's so real she's so authentic and she teaches all of this stuff on this podcast we really dive deep into just pretty much the standard lessons that if you follow you can't fail like if you follow the lessons you can't fail she talks about how she built her brand and just absolutely smashed it you know obviously there was a lot of roadblocks and the really cool thing she talks about is navigating the internet marketing rabbit hole because how many of you got into internet marketing in some way shape or form and then all of a sudden you got analysis paralysis you know funnels building your website building your blog capturing leads converting those leads what do you send them blah 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 there's just so many different things that can confuse you and she talks about how she pretty much lost it trying to do everything at once versus doing what you know worked really well for her. So I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Julie is a phenomenal person. And just in general, I just loved how real she is. And I'm sure you guys will see that. I'm really stoked. We have been getting a lot more traffic on this podcast and I couldn't be more thankful, more excited to continue bringing fantastic humans into the world and just connecting the good people in life. Because honestly, What's better than just connecting amazing people with amazing people to have good times, create awesome stuff, and providing values to others? So with that said, guys, we're going to jump into this. As always, we appreciate you. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Miss Julie Burke, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Ian? Living the dream. We just got on a tangent about dogs and Seeing your face light up as a, as a home <laughs> entrepreneur that's home all day, grinding, building your business online, having that, that companion is a game changer, huh? Yes, she is. She, she keeps me in check. You've been someone I've always looked up to. We're in, we're in a venture together. That's where I first met yeah. you. And you just are doing so many things at once. You know, I, I remember when I, we first talked, you had, you're building out this huge team. Then the next time we talked, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing reconstruction on my team. And then you're <laughs> doing reconstruction on your brand. And you just, you've killed it. You've killed it online. You are the definition of someone that seems to have found passion and happiness in your life. And so many people that I care and respect look up to you for that inspiration. So I really appreciate your time, first of all. Oh, thank you. That's an honor and beautiful words. I appreciate that. Journey hasn't been easy. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I bet. And we were just talking about your ability to humanize success. Yeah. And you mentioned that you've been called a humanizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually I have, I, I was, which was funny because I never heard that it put that way before, but basically a humanizer is in essence, a person that brings life to a conversation and shows up authentically as their true self. And it's just real and raw. And a couple of years ago when I was breaking into the online world and I wanted to really understand personal branding, right? Like we hear personal branding and I know it's not me. I know that there's other people out there that are confused. Like, 
what the hell does that mean? Personal branding. Like what is my brand? That's a big loaded question because so oftentimes people, they, they're, it's, it's internal. So when I was getting started online and I really branding is just what rocks your soul right? Like what lights you up? What are you passionate about? How do you want to show up for others in your true authentic voice? And I think what happens is because social media and this world is so noisy and everyone is literally having social whiplash, I call it, where they're like looking over here, looking over there, looking at what this person's doing, what's that person? And then there becomes this comparison game. And I did that when I was first thinking about what is this brand? What what is this brand? Really, it's just, it's a reflection. It, it's you. It's who you want to step into being. And I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves. I'll, I'll say, I'll be the first to admit that. In all reality, it's just showing up. What are, what are your core values? What are your morals? Like, you don't want to show up as somebody else. You want to speak the way that you speak. It was funny because I recently had a business manager of mine and she's like, Julie, you talk like a truck driver. You know, like we were laughing about it because our conversations, I mean, I just, I'm Italian. I don't know what to say. It's just the way I express my emotion. <laughs> right. I'll yeah. keep this podcast clean, but. You can get raw. She's like, you're like throwing F-bombs all over our conversations, but we wrote ass on your sales copy <laughs> and you wanted it taken off. Why? And I said, I don't know. I And it's funny because I always would be like, oh, I should still keep the squeaky clean image. But that wasn't me being my true self. That wasn't me living in my true voice. So that little switch right there also helped me to say, you know what? Screw it. I only want people, I don't want followers just to have followers. I want people that I'm really going to connect with on a deeper level, right? Social media is this wonderful, magical place to be able to build a business. It really is. And yet so many people don't understand how to utilize it to that advantage. They're not showing up with intention. They're just posting just a post, right? They're not showing up with a purpose and they're not showing up as their real self and getting vulnerable and they're holding back. And so I think for me with humanizing a conversation is I just bring the shit that's bothering me or the stuff that I think is important to talk about. I just bring it to life. And um, Facebook Live has been a huge catalyst for my growth with my brand. Well, there's still a lot of people out there that freak out about doing Facebook Live. And I get it because that was me. Six months to do my first live. You know, actually, it was a conversation back in 2015 when I first met John and Nadia Mountain. If you're listening to this and you know the Mountains, they're really big network marketing trainers. You know, Nadia was like, you have to do in her Russian accent you have to do video. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. And this is like before, I think Periscope was just born. This is before Facebook Live was just born. And so it was around the holiday season. This was with my last company. It was a health and wellness company. And I'm like, what do I do a video about? It's the holidays. Okay. I'm going to talk about the three healthiest cocktails that won't pack on the pounds, right? During the holiday season. So I take my camera I shoot the video, I get done doing the video, and I'm like, yes, I felt like empowered. I did the video, and I messaged Nadia, and I'm like, I did the video, yes. And she's like, great, now keep going, and that was it, <laughs> like, done. <laughs> that was it, that was my only video. And then, so a month that goes by, and she's like, oh, you gotta try Periscope. So I get on Periscope, and I think I had like my first creeper, and I'm like, I'm out, I'm done with Periscope. <laughs> Uh-uh, this is not for me. And then it was January 2016 that Facebook Live launched. I did not do a Facebook Live or a video from when that launched until July 1st that year. So at this point, you didn't have an online brand. You were just dipping your toes into this world? It, I was just dipping my toes in this world. I was doing some coaching programs. I was part of a coaching program where the coach was lived in um, London so that was cool because I got to go to Paris. So you had a personal coach or you were coaching others? Yeah, no, I was. I had a personal coach and I might have been taking like a course, but I was in a coaching program. It was a six-month coaching program to teach you how to run a coaching business. But the funny thing is I didn't want to run a coaching business. I was just doing network marketing at the time. I actually wanted to be part of it because in that they taught you Facebook ads. They were teaching you 
branding. They were teaching the pieces that I wanted to learn. I went from that and then I went to a weekend with Tanya and it was like one of her very first masterminds she did. And I walked in and you know, the girl is brilliant. She's totally organized, systematized, all of it. It was amazing. But yet I felt as you know, with the online world, it's so overwhelming because there's so many pieces that go into this puzzle. You got lead pages, sales pages, thank you pages, copywriting, email marketing, pixels, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Information like, overload. Yeah. Holy cow, mind exploding. And I'm like, okay, what I really became obsessed with wanting to learn is funnels and automated sales. And how can I utilize this for my business and and for my brand from January to July, it was me just learning. You know, I, I was like coaching with this coach in Paris, her program ended in April. Then it was Tanya's weekend. Then I started working with, I had like, I think three or four sessions with Bob Heilig. And it was something that he said to me because what my holdup was from doing a Facebook live and putting myself out there because I was so scared what my, upline at the time was going to think, which I'm no longer with the company, what my sideline, what my downline, like what my whole team was going to think of me. Cause again, 2016, there wasn't a lot of people yet doing the whole Facebook live. There wasn't people running a lot of sponsored ads. And so Bob said, Julie, what do you see? He said, people are going to resonate with me that are meant to resonate with me, but there is going to be many people that don't that will resonate with you, right? So it was as if there's abundance out there and I like had this whole scarcity mentality because I feel like sometimes we could get caught in the scarcity and that's where I was at. You know, I was looking at Nadia and I'm like, okay, she looks amazing on her Facebook Live. She's all done up. I mean, I wake up, I roll out of bed. I'm like, lucky enough if I get breakfast in my kid's mouth before I have to ship them off to school. Yeah, I go to yoga. Like it's total, it, I'm a hot mess <laughs> and I don't wear makeup. I don't like wearing a lot of makeup. Okay. So I was like, well, I can't do Facebook lives cause I, I don't wear makeup and I don't have on nice clothing and I'm in yoga gear all day long. So it was, it was all of that mental manipulation that I had going on within myself. Sort of like that story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't. Yes. I was at war with myself. It was ridiculous. And then the live challenge came, the 30-day live challenge. At the time, it was 30 days that they were running. And I am like, you know what? It's time to break this habit. It's time for me to show up because Bob's like, you're playing small. People need your voice. People need to hear from you. And because our conversations were, you need to like start showing up. So I did. I said, okay, that's it. And it's funny how it's so cliche when you hear people say, well, you have to just make the decision and then take the action. It's so cliche, but it truly is that fucking simple. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say that. And so my God, if I didn't do a Facebook live every day for 30 days, well, I did 29 days because one day I was so mad. I was in Wisconsin, no reception. So I, I came in second place in this challenge. But anyways, I'm just, that's a side note. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't stop. I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. I think I did since that moment, like over 370 Facebook lives. So it's amazing. Like when you just, I don't do one every single day and it's funny and I'll get to that story mm. in a second when you stop, but it was the consistency. It was me showing up, giving value and just talking about whatever it is that I felt would help people. I didn't overthink it. I actually created content around my mood that day. So I just started doing the do and slowly, but gradually. And I started a fan page because I wanted to, again, break away from my personal page. So for me, building a fan page was kind of like my safety zone. And I, I was practicing my Facebook lives there because no one was there right? Like a couple people pop in, but I'm like, Julie, just keep going. Just keep going. You're practicing. You're going to get better. <clears throat> people will show up and slowly but surely people start showing up. And then people started sharing me out and I'm like, holy crap, like this is happening. And then I started boosting my videos a little bit. And you know, then I started running this going a little 
deeper, but the likes that campaign to get people to my page. I started building and focusing on just building my brand through my fan page because I still was very nervous about doing things on my personal page. Would you ever share a video onto your personal page? If it was like money, you're like, damn, this video was tight. Like I'm gonna share it. I didn't. I, it's not that I wouldn't. I just didn't because I didn't feel like that got many, as many views gotcha. uh, is doing it live. Like you, it's like nowadays posting a video or taking a video and posting it. Like yesterday I did a Facebook live on both pages, but they couldn't hear me on my personal page. So I had to delete that. It was bogus. So I had to take the live for my fan page and share it to my personal page. So yeah. And I also think maybe I still wasn't very comfortable, even though people were like, I'm seeing you in the feed all over the place because then I like, was boosting a video. I had a likes at campaign running. I had the video on my fan page, my welcome video that I was also driving traffic to. So I was constantly in the feed and I was only spending like two bucks a day on, on each one. It wasn't like, that's a misconception is that people think like, Oh my God, ads are so expensive. Right. But it was just like a couple bucks a day to like build my brand. Were you just pushing people to your page for overall yeah. value? You didn't really have like this niche brand at the time. You were just kind of no. funneling. Just funneling into my page where I had, I was keeping my videos consistent. So when people were coming to my page, they were seeing like I had all this like content I was starting to create and build up. And then I had a lead magnet. So then I was able to send people to my freebie offer. It was my 41 bulletproof one-liner cold market conversation starters. So that's what I was hearing at the time. People were like, how do you go out and start conversations? Because now I, I strictly just build online. But there's some people that still talk to people at the supermarket and what have you. So these cold market conversation starters, like people wanted them. So then I started building the email list. And then because I am a creator, Ray Higdon and I talk about this all the time. We're very similar. We love to create, as you know, he's like back in the day would create like a freaking, I think it was like a webinar a week. I'm like, you're a machine. What the hell dude? Like slow down. <laughs> he was like webinar every week. And I'm like, Oh God. And then it was like another course and another course. So then I became course happy. And I started creating courses and then another course. And then another course and it, oh my gosh, it was insane. And I think I have created now 12 lead magnets. So I don't suggest that you do this. What I'm saying is that what happened was I was developing this brand, but then I also became consumed by developing so much content because I love content. I am a huge content creator, which is why I am creating and hopefully we can talk about it later my monthly community, which is, uh, the, the social freedom insider, because it's daily done for you, social media for network marketers and women entrepreneurs, because that's the one thing I hear from people. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Content is like everywhere and it's gold, but you mm -hmm. have, you do want to be very specific about your content, but yeah, this is like, and this is how it happened. And then I was doing some affiliate marketing and then I was part of affiliate. So was that through your website, you getting affiliate marketing through like blog posts or was it? Yeah. So I actually, then I was done mentoring with all of them. So then I've always had mentors. So then I actually joined, I, it was called Invictus program through elite marketing pro. And that's really where I learned online marketing with Fernie and TJ and Matt. Um, who are the owners of Elite Marketing Pro. And I was actually mentoring with them. And I didn't go to Elite Marketing Pro to become an affiliate marketer. Like I literally just wanted to build my brand. And through building my brand and building my company and my network marketing company, people started asking me, do you coach? So I didn't set out to become a coach, but I was like, what do you need help with? Sure. And she says, can you teach me how you're building your fan page community? Absolutely. So we created her a lead magnet. We helped, I helped her with the likes ad campaign with the ad, all of that. And she literally was getting five cent likes on her page. It was unbelievable because of how we crafted her marketing message. Wow. You got it down right to the penny. Yes. So I love, I fell in love with marketing and a, a girl that used to like go like this to sales 
I fell in love with sales as well because I learned how to sell the right way. Like my dad is a, he's a killer salesman. Like he's always been in sales. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, Oh, like, why do you like selling? Cause I always associated it with, you know, the guy that would show up and try and sell us the vacuum at the front door or the knives or what have you, or the car. My, my grandfather was a car salesman for my whole life. Negative taste in your life. Yeah. It did. And, but yeah, my dad taught me that Julie sales is not about the sell. It's about the relationship and it doesn't mm. matter where you go. You'll always have a relationship with this person and you have to understand what is your emotional benefit statement with them. And so he started teaching, he, you know, and it's funny because this conversation actually happened when I started network marketing. It happened later in life because I was like, dad, I want to understand sales. Like I have to sell product to move. I, I, you know, like we all, that's the thing. People don't want to talk about sales, but you have to sell something. You're selling something. If you want to create this legacy or you want to create a residual income, but it's in the way that you do it. Like if you're going to use social media, please don't, it's no spam, ma'am. Like do not be spamming people. It's about building the relationships. And here's a funny thing I see. And I, and this is why I, I, I want to just educate people because I'll see someone say <clears throat> on social media, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this digestive issue or this autoimmune disease, or I'm having a hard time losing weight. What can I do? And then you see people freaking like throwing links left and right to this human that is asking for help instead of just being that person that is like, what do you need help with? You know, what's going on and messaging them and not throwing them a link and actually having a real conversation with this person. Well, what's going on with your digestion or what's going on? What have you tried with weight loss? You know, I might have something that can help you, but I need to ask you some questions first. Like what's going on? What are your challenges? Nobody does that. You know, I'm True. still getting food links left and right. And I'm like, do you not know who I am? Obviously not. Let me just take you to my fan page so I could teach you how to do this right. No, I'm joking. But right, I right, feel right. like saying that to people and I'm like, please don't do this. That's interesting. Cause you mentioned like, it's like how to be real in a fake world. It's like people are always trying to get that instant gratification, that instant success by throwing over the boomerang thinking it's going to hit oh. perfect. And they don't even think and comprehend the idea of like reaching out and building that, that real relationship. And actually Nadia said something just recently actually in an episode, two episodes ago, that'll, that'll air. It hasn't yet aired, but it will. Um, she said that, have you ever heard the article that all you need is a thousand true customers and you can build a six figure. A thousand income? true fans. A thousand true fans. One thousand yeah. true fans. Yeah, you could Google it. Um, I've had it for years at my desk. Like, and that's all I say is like, you truly just need a thousand true fans to like create a million dollars. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So that's what the article is about. Like you don't need buckets and buckets. Can I just tell you, I just wiped out 30,000 people off of my email list. Damn. Mm -hmm. I kept 14,000. So we went through like this whole, and I told them, I want you to go back like even just like three months if people didn't open it. Like just let's get them off. I want engaged. I want engaged. They'll find me again. Like, cause I'll be running, I'm going to be running more ads and stuff. So they'll find me again if they're off my list, but I want the people that are actively, these 14,000, they're actively opening or, you know, have engaged with me in the last three months. So yeah, I had like 40, I don't know, it was like 44,000 email subscribers. That's the thing is I don't care if you have 2000 followers, 200,000 followers or over a million followers you have a dead page or you have people not interacting with you or not buying your shit, like what is the point? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, wouldn't you rather to ha have like golden relationships rather than worried about vanity metrics? Like it doesn't make sense to me. And it took me a while to understand that. I'm not saying like in the beginning, my mind, my mindset was different in, in the beginning right. you're like shit i need to get to x amount of followers at first it was just a hundred just so i can run traffic 
then it was like, okay, now I want to keep going. Then I hit 5,000. I'm like, oh, this is a good. And then I'm like, no, forget this. This isn't 10,000. So then I need to get beginning. It was like a little competition with myself. And then I realized, okay, well, these are vanity metrics, right? That's why like, I'll be honest. It's, it's so funny. Like we keep talking about Nadia, but she is like, oh, on me about getting on Instagram. And I'm like, girlfriend, I love you. I know it's your jam. I know you love it. I know you love the gram, but I don't find it that I just don't find it. That is my platform for me. Um, right now, like, and that's okay. And that's a cool thing. Like you have to find what works for you. Right. Um, I might take a different road. I'm probably going to go more YouTube, LinkedIn, you know, rather than Instagram. And I know that some people are freaking crushing it over there with, when it comes to selling or team building, I get it. But for the life of me, I'm just like, I'm going to leave it to my social media manager. You just, you go build my Instagram. So, so let's, let's segue a little bit there because, yeah. you know, you've built this online empire of, you know, your content creator, which is probably one of the best abilities you can have in 2019. I mean, if you love to create content, like, damn, that's a superpower. Cause they that's something for a lot of people that hate that, you know, just like the yeah. constantly like, you know, but you just love it. The big old smile. I you, do. So you it's built crazy. these, you built all these courses, you built all these lead magnets, you built this online funnel that's just directing traffic. How did you begin to take the next step? Because I mean, that's something that I personally struggle with that I'm currently working on and that's building the team out. Um, what did that look like for you in terms of hiring your first VA and yeah. social yeah. media management and like any, any crazy stories or, or learning mistakes you can mention there? Oh God. Yes. Tons. <laughs> um, okay. So I've worked with a lot of people. Let's just say that. So got started online. Um, somebody's like, you need a VA. And I'm like, to do what? Like, I'm not I'm building network marketing. I'm not doing anything else. And they're like, prepare for it to come. So it was like January, 2016. And I hired a VA and I'm like, okay, well, I guess you could help me get organized. So I literally like boxed up all my notebooks, my network marketing notebooks that I had collected over the years. And I'm like, I wanted her to type them all out and put them in Google drive. I'm not even joking. I'm like, because I didn't, I didn't have anything for her to really do. So that happened. And then stuff for me eventually started taking off. So I started giving her like some other projects in between. But then when I started building like pages and funnels and stuff, like I'm like, you have to go look, learn click funnels. I'm not learning it. Like I'm the face of this brand. I don't have time and I'm not tech. I need you to go learn this. So like, that's what you do. Cause they're tech people. She was a tech person. So she literally went and learned click funnels and how it worked and how to put the pages together, like all that. Cause we just ran everything. So then that's her, you know, business started taking off. And then I realized I need somebody else to help support her. So then I hired somebody else just, you know, she was like just 10 hours a month. And then that opt and she was doing more of my customer service. And then she started running my calendar and then she started pre screening coaching clients for me calls and would like you have to choose my gatekeeper. So that was, you know, really huge. Helpful. Yeah. So freaking huge. Oh my God. Cause some of these like 15 minute breakthrough sessions with me would go like an hour, it, it, you know, because I'm a giving person and I like I'm a talkative person and then I'm like, but I'm not guarding my time. Like that wasn't conducive for my time. Right. And so then I worked with the two of them through two, well, God, Kylie was with me 2016, 2017, all three years I had her. And then, and of course, like her job changed as we grew. Um, and then I had the other one working with me for two years. So they were with me for a while. And then social media managers, I had probably have had five at this point in time, but I did work with one for a really, really long time. She took my ad and put my ad to somebody else's ad. It was very similar. And I write all my own ads. So, so she that, just took a shortcut. That relationship ended very quickly. Yeah. 
which was unfortunate because I worked with her for a really long time and I was very upset about it. You have to guard your intellectual property, right? Like obviously everything is borrowed content, but you've got to put it in your own words. Like this ad legit was pretty much my, it was my ad and she admitted to it. This is the thing about the entrepreneurship journey. It doesn't go smoothly. Like you <laughs> have to prepare for problems. You have to prepare for shakeups. You have to prepare for stuff like this. And, and then you have to course correct and you have to stand into your, you have to step into your CEO role and say, this is not working out and let people go. It was unfortunate, but then, you know, I went through a couple others and it's always a constant ongoing work. Right. But it's, it's your brand. I mean, it's, you're basically the only way to grow is to outsource and to build and build your, build your empire. And it's like the, one of the hardest things is managing people. I mean, that's just happens in traditional business too. Some people leave jobs simply because they hate their managers. Those people learned how to manage. So the only way to learn is just by just like everything else, fail fast, go out there, give it a shot, course correct. Like you mentioned and laugh it off as you go. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you want to hear how I've been feeling failing fast the last six months. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's get to Julie living two years in the hustle to the point of where I was like seriously ready to throw in the towel. And this is where I want to go into like you have to have systems and processes and not allow yourself to be overtaken by how driven you are and to set rules, set boundaries, rules for yourself. You have to time block because what happened is like things started spiraling out of control and I wasn't spending time with my kids. I was spending 10 hours a day in my office. I was spending till two o'clock in the morning creating stuff. Like, you know, you, you know, let's just talk real. Like it can overtake your life, especially because you're just like hustle, 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 hustle. And I, I think that hustle is important for not the long term, short term. I, I really do just because it can seriously, if you are a visionary and you're a creative entrepreneur, and which I know I am, um, it can overtake your life. It, it truly can. And that's what happened until one of my mentors pointed out to me and said, we're doing all of this and yet you are not controlling your life you're having everything else control your life except for you. And I was like, holy shit. He was right because I gave up my workouts for eight months or so. Like I did not go to the gym. I did not go to yoga. And that to me, I was going five days a week, was like my outlet, my sanctuary. I wasn't eating right. Sometimes I wasn't even showering. I was like, holy You burned yourself out real quick. I burned my, two years. I, I literally just went, 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 went. I switched companies. I resigned, switched companies. I'm building all this. I left my whole team. I had to start over. Like there was so much going on. And so it was October of 2018. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And I hired a business manager who ended up becoming one of my best friends. I could, we no longer work together, but we talk all the time still. Um, Just because at that time in October, I was like, forget it. I'm just going to start an agency because I thought that that was the answer. And you don't know, you don't know until you go through it. So what I was doing for clients is I was coaching them and then we were building out little funnels or we were building out like just really generic type of like websites. We weren't, and it was going well, but I felt like I needed more of a team to be able to support clients. And I thought I wanted to do the Facebook ad thing. And I thought I wanted to do the website. I thought I wanted to do the funnels and all of this stuff. And all I knew I was burnt out. I had to sit back, self-reflect, learn that I was self-sabotaging myself in certain instances. Like it's amazing when you slow down and you start to, you start to internalize like really what's going on. Why are you creating your own chaos? I feel like there's so many people out there creating their own chaos and it doesn't have to be that hard. And so I had to go through months of hell, literally, and really diving deep into why I do the things that I do. Like it allowed me to start looking at why am I reactive in my decision making? 
that's not smart, right? Like, why am I doing all this? And then what I realized through starting the agency and making a lot of really bad decisions is it was not the road I wanted to take. And that's okay. See, that's the thing is people don't understand. If you have this feeling, if you think you want to do something, go and do it fast and fail or love it. But just go and do it and then realize, shit, what did I just get myself into? And now I got a course correct again or not. And that's what I did. So literally the last six months, and there's been so many ups and downs. I went through one, two, three, four, five, six more team members in the last six months. So now I'm at this place where I'm like, why am I focusing on five different things, Julie? Let me just focus on what I have. Almost like get back to get back to your like Friday night essence. Get back back to to the basics. Get back to what boosts your soul. Yes. And that is going back to just focusing on building my network marketing business, my team. I have an amazing team. It's residual income. Like think about that. Right. And so it's like, and I'm over here doing all this other stuff and I'm like, but I'm not giving, I'm not nurturing this. I'm not, you know, if I, If I put as much effort into this, where there is literally no overhead, no really team needed besides maybe a VA if if you are a leader in, in network marketing, but there's not all of this other stuff that you need to be, you know, yeah, I made a million dollars online, but do you know how much I really made after taxes were taken out? It was maybe like a hundred grand. Like it was ridiculous. I'm just being honest because there's so many expenses that go into online world. Like, let's just be real. If you're not managing it right and you, you, you let your business get out of control and that, that, that is solely on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, but guess what? If you're at a million dollars in network marketing, you're at a million dollars and then minus your taxes, like whatever you have to pay. Thank you for keeping it real there. A lot of people don't keep it real with that. And that's special that you mentioned that. And it's cool because you're figuring this out as you go and you, you know, you're, you're making the best decisions you think you can. You know, there's so many decisions that are going into this. Is this person making too little? Is this person making too much? Am yeah. I over caring about this person? Am I helping them too much? Am I creating my own worst enemy? Like there just must be a million inside thoughts because you are the hub. You are the heart. You don't take a day off. It's like, this is a child. It's like a four month year old child and you don't have the option to just go off and take a vacation. Like you gotta, no. <laughs> you got, you got, you're, you're, you're being a business owner is stressful and it's tough. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, damn, well, network marketing, pretty damn good. (laughs) And it's so funny though, because everyone typically that gets into network marketing, then they get that FOMO from all the online marketers to go get into online. Which is what happened to me in 2016. I had the, I was like, I just want to build a brand. And you know, I did, I saw, you know, some shake up in the company. I think FEMA closed down an energy company closed down. I mean, look at what just happened. Unfortunately, these poor people with Avicare, like we were in, I was in FEMA. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were in FEMA too, right? With John. And so it's like, and John and Nadia were there and, and that's, that all happened in 2015. So I was like, geez, what if I lose this income with my last company? Um, which I did cause I resigned it. Right. Not right. thinking scarcity. I thought of the abundance and then, it happened, right? I went to the top of the new company in a year, which is crazy. Boom. But, boom. But here's the thing. Um, it's like I made a complete 360. Now, I'm not saying that I don't still do online marketing. And we, you know, what I did is I simplified the plan. How about that? So I went through all of the muck. Cut out all the fat. All, I cut out freaking all the fat. And I got back to what makes my life easier that I enjoy network marketing. And I was shying away from it because I thought it wasn't good enough for a long time. Let's just be real there because I'm like, Oh, well, I'm not a true entrepreneur, right? True entrepreneurs are not, you know, what is it? That matrix on that poor dad, rich dad, right? Like you don't own the company. The company owns the company. So the company could be shut down any moment, which is a fear. It will always be a fear. It's just part of network marketing, but are you going to live in fear? Are you going to live in knowing that this could also provide an amazing life to so many people. And I've seen it done. Like that's a crazy, when you talk about the belief, the belief is there. Cause I've seen a woman that was eating from a food bank that was eating expired food, create a million dollars in a company. I saw a 22 year old become a millionaire in a company that was a nanny. Like 
there's so many crazy stories of mm -hmm. success in network marketing and you don't have to have a high school degree. You don't have to have the college education. Like it's about humans. And so that to me is crazy, but that belief was shaken a little bit when I started seeing the whole online internet marketing world and wanting to learn about breaking out and building a brand. I think branding is so crucial. The reason I went to the top of my company in one year is because I was building that branding, my brand, and I was building that following and I was creating a lot of buzz and curiosity and people wanted to know what mm -hmm. I was doing and they knew like and trust me. So they were just like, hey, I want to join you. Like it's crazy. That's why I feel so strongly about developing your own personal brand because your brand is not your company. I repeat, it is not your network marketing company. It will never be your network marketing company. You decide to leave that company any time or day, people will follow you because of you, period. I had to go through all of this to realize I am just going to focus on this network marketing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help people with social media and content creation with a monthly Which community. also serves your <laughs> network marketing. Which also serves network marketing and helping these, you know, women entrepreneurs, women network marketers, moms that don't have the time to sit down, look at a blank screen and go, what am I going to post today? It's done for them. And then literally my coaching packages went all the way except for two. And that's just a VIP day with me. That's it. And that is just helping them develop their personal brand. Cause I love doing that. And, and like, pull out their brand story. That's it. Look how simple that is compared to like group coaching, 90 day coaching packages, six week coaching packages. I think I had a coaching package for everything. Then I had the agency. Then I had this whole build out thing. Like then I was my network marketing company. I even looked at e into e-commerce and like I was even looking <laughs> into e-commerce and do you see like how your head would spin? My yeah. Head I mean, spinning. you probably had just an emotional breakdown. You're like, Holy, but see, I caused it. Your own ambition, your own ambition caused it. If we don't control our time, really preserving our time and energy is, I have never realized how important it is. And now I set the rule. My son walks in this door from school. I go work out every morning. My hours that I work are three days a week, four to five hours. That's it. And taking typically Wednesdays and Fridays off and the weekend. I have literally, I mean, besides answering messages for my network marketing team and, you know, working in messenger with them, which is, that's not, not even a job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love them. But in terms of like, if I'm going to do a client call or podcast or something like that, like those are my typical hours because it's summer mm -hmm. and I'm like, time to go live. Like what's the point of making the money if you're even living? Right. And so it feels really good to say I took my 10 hour days, 70 hours a week down to like 15 hours. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's cool because you, you're a great example of like, I was just thinking about like how I'm going to title this podcast. And I just keep thinking like, you know, it's literally a hyper, it's like a look inside of your brain as you're going down this path. And you did a great job just kind of like showing the emotion that you're feeling. Like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do 30 things at once because every time you see someone else doing it, you start crushing it. What I find interesting is that only a few people really make it big in network marketing. That's a fact, right? Only a select group of people ever make it past the six-figure mark and crush it. And then people look at online marketing thinking it's not the same, Right. But right. the truth is only a select group of people ever make it to the point where you're earning a six-figure business online through online marketing. So there's yeah. like, it's like there's this huge relationship where we always think something else is easier that we never stop and focus and versus just staying focused on one goal, one set target, whether exactly. this is traditional business or not, we keep right. hopping around like bunnies thinking that something else is going to be more worth our time. And typically it seems most of the time it's not. It's not because it's, it's a whole grass is greener on the other side mentality. When it comes to, so I had this woman message me yesterday. Let's just use this as an example. And she's, she was on my fan page and she messaged me and she's like, you know, I was poking around and wanting to learn how to do my business different because I don't want to keep pounding friends and family and I stumbled upon you and I want to know more about 
how to build this online? And I'm like, okay, that's, that's a loaded question, right? I said, there's a lot to know about the online world. Actually, I then moved the conversation over to my personal profile because there's no audio. You and I both know, like we do online marketing, like there's so much to know. And I wish like, and I'm working on my own funnel for my network marketing business because if I, and I, I've done it in the past, but I did it like super quick. I just like threw something up really quick, but I got applications, but they weren't targeted, you know, like the. That they weren't necessarily the targeted market. You know, it could be a lot better. Oh, I, I mean, I could dial it in. Yeah. And I know it could be better, but then I got busy with all the other stuff. So I stopped that. But I'm like, if I could figure out a way to create this for network marketers and to help them, because I know there's so many out there that then I literally can just share with them. You have to be prepared to get into total student mode and then go and apply, like learn, go and apply, learn, go and apply. It's a good six months, I think, process to really get this dialed in. And I'm just being honest. That's good that you set expectations because if you can build a team of online marketers, then like, God damn, like you're going to really yeah. crush it. Right. Well, w- w- this is what I'm saying. Like, and so we, st- I have partnered with somebody. I don't have an agency per se but I do have a funnel builder that I partner with. She's amazing. So if someone still comes to me and says, I want a funnel built, I'm connecting them with her. Like we're working together. I will help them with the marketing aspect, the stuff I enjoy, the strategy, and she will build it. That's you huge. See that's very different than me having to actually be in the house of having a marketing agency. So it's good to collaborate and partner with people as well. Like that. You know, awesome. know who's really good at that is John Melton. He's really good yeah. at taking someone, figuring out what they want, and then pushing yes. him towards someone that could help them further than he can. But there's some sort of connection there, right? Always. I'm a collaborator. I love. I love collab. I love collaborating with people on projects. And then I love also, and I'm a connector. I'm like a master connector. I love connecting people as well because I think that that is so important that people find each other. Um, I know for a long time I was looking for a community manager and I was like, Jesus, I just want to create a platform. Like we're, when people have projects, they could come post the projects and then we can match them up with the person and have almost like a dating service, but for online entrepreneurs with VAs and like people that help. Right. Does that make sense? Like, because yeah. it took me forever to find a community manager. I'm like, where do I go? What do you do? Like, you don't want to go in groups. Like, where, I had where go, did you go? I had to go. I went into groups. I posted like what I was looking for in Screw to the Nine to Five, and I had several people come out of that. You know, they 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 actually closed down their membership, but they still have their group. Jill and Josh. Gotcha. Then and um, there's tons of entrepreneurs in there. So I went in there and I posted and I had all these people messaging me. It was, it was insane. Um, but it's good. Like, right. But I had to feed through everything. Yeah. I know that she does good work. I am partnered with her. So I will bring people in, right. And bundle the package and she will build a funnel. So if I can figure out a funnel for network marketers and help them, that's great. But you know, this, you know, I don't want to say like poor girl, but she's, I get where she's at. I was here too. And the thing is where I'm sitting now, what I would have told myself three years ago was just focus on building a brand and giving value. And and that's where I'm going right now is because I stopped doing Facebook lives for a while because I was stuck in this. I need to figure out me first, right? Like what's going on with me? Why am I hustling this hard? Why am I burning out? I needed to spend time with my, my kids Mm. and do stuff like, and so I put Facebook lives on the back burner because I'm like, it's me. I have to take care of me so I can serve others. Is there, is there anything else you would add to that list? Cause that's typically something I always ask in any one of these episodes. It's like, if you could have went back for you right before you went online, because that seems to be the breaking point for this whole new journey. What would yeah. be a few things that you wish you could have told yourself? Focus on one thing. Focus on one thing and master it and then move on to another, whether that, that's even a platform. Focus on one platform before you even think about going into another. Focus on internally, what is it that you want? You have to ask yourselves these questions. You know, 
I just started throwing shit out at the wall and just seeing what stuck. I feel like I'm a squirrel. I'm all over the place. And, and then she's also like, you cannot focus on building multiple companies. Pick the one that you're truly aligned with mm -hmm. and go there. Go read the one thing. Go read the one thing. Because if we both know, if you give a hundred percent of this is where I could kill myself because if I just focused on where I'm at right now with my new company and building that and putting all my focus and energy there, I probably already be at the million dollar a year mark. I mean, I'm multiple six figures, which I'm happy about. I'm not complaining, but you know what I'm saying? Like grown even more exponentially. But you know what? I don't want to take away from it because what happened in 2017 when I had to resign my network marketing position happened because of what I was doing with my online brand and coaching and affiliate marketing. And I don't want to like get into that story necessarily, but it happened for a reason because it's where I'm supposed to be right now. And so I do believe that God has a plan for you. So I don't want to take away from it. But what I'm saying is with the new company, I was already experiencing some burnout with, yeah. I should have just focused laser focused in on getting this up and running. And, um, but then I, I kept getting sucked back into the online world and building funnels and doing this and doing that. On that topic of just happiness. Do you think that there was a certain point because everyone's chasing happiness, right? Yeah. We're chasing money, but really we're chasing happiness. Yeah. And a lot of times we get caught up trying to chase so much money. We forget how lucky we are. Right. And we forget how blessed our life is today, like our lifestyle. Do you think that there was a certain point you like someone reaches financially that like for you, you realize like, wow, I kind of have everything I want that it's not even as much more financial success as what makes me feel better, but it's just more impact. Like, do you think that you kind of hit a point or some sort of insight on just happiness and achieving happiness? I wouldn't necessarily achieve happiness. I wouldn't say that that would be like the target. I would say that the target should be achieving fulfillment gotcha. because happiness is a very temporary emotion. Mm -hmm. um, I go out and buy my Lexus and I'm like fucking happy as all hell, right? Like, yeah, I, this is, that was on my vision board. I was happy, but that emo that goes away, right? Like it's, it's short term. So like, what is truly going to fulfill you? Like, I feel like that needs to be the goal. It's what it is for me. I've learned that happiness can come and go. It has its stages. I also feel that you have to be completely in line and knowing who you are because when you reach a certain point, and this happened to me too, I would hit and crush a freaking goal. I would come first place in an affiliate contest. I would win all this money. I'd win these trips. I'd do this, do that. And I never truly allowed myself to celebrate it, maybe for that day. But I was always on to like the next goal, the next thing, more money. Where can that come from? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I always feel like if you don't have in place, you'll always be chasing the money. Mm. You'll always be chasing more. You'll always be like, okay, I hit a million dollars. It's an, it's an inner journey. It, yeah. it, is, it is an inner journey. Um, the only thing I can say is that I've learned to, like, it's so funny because now, like, I'm like, I'm taking Wednesdays and Fridays off. Like, I'm off on the weekends. Like, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Do I go, you know, outside and read a book? Like, do I... <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever done that. Like, it's crazy. My, my little one, I was thinking about that. Okay. So I was thinking about this. So my little one wanted to stay home today and I'm like, "Hun, you got to go to grandma's because I'm doing this interview and, um, I actually have another call after we're done. Right. And so, and I told him yesterday that he could stay home today with me. And then I'm like, Oh crap, wait, no, I got the interview. Like, no, it was like a split thing. So I said, tomorrow you can. Right. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, I have never, he is five and a half. I have never just taken a day and like just lay down with him and watched a movie alone in five years of him being born because I was always on the hustle wagon and I've always been building something because I was building network marketing back then. And then he was born in 2013 and then 2015 is when the whole 
you know, journey started with branding and coaching. And then like, then that whole thing spiraled from 2016, 2017, 2018, like all of that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this kid, like he's always been living at my, my parents' house because they yeah. watch a lot um, for me so I can work. And I'm like, Oh good. This is insane. Like, and this is me. I mean, again, I'm just being real. Like this is crazy. So now I just want to enjoy like the summer months. And this is the beauty of having your home business is like you can and be at peace with it and feel fulfilled and know that just the thing that you need to do is to just show up and be consistent. So I say, okay, Julie, what's the plan? Just show up, be consistent, get back to the basics of what you did to create this following in the beginning. Start doing your Facebook lives, start just connecting with people and just focus on the one thing, which is building my network marketing business and taking what I already have created, my email list and my following and move them into my monthly membership. Um, and that's it. Do you see how I like, but I'm taking you on the journey of from all the chaos to living in the forest to crying in a ball every night, like <laughs> literally living in the forest Yeah, to now being able to work out every morning, how I want to work out, spending time with my kids, creating that that schedule for myself and really preserving my time and, and keeping that. And I feel like so many people, they, they, they don't, they're all over the place because they right. don't truly, truly figure out. They don't take the time to slow down and figure out what they want. What do they truly want? And when they figure that out, then putting their all just freaking driving home, jumping into it. If people say no, who gives a shit, keep going keep putting yourself out there. People aren't showing up. I don't give a crap. You keep showing up, keep giving value, stay consistent. It really is. And it's like funny, like it just pops one day. Like, and then you're like, Oh my God, somebody's on my Facebook live. Oh my gosh. Somebody's DMing me or, you know, PMing me or whatever they call it nowadays, like messaging me. <laughs> like they want to know more about my company. Like this is crazy. Or they want to know more about how they can work with me. Like this is nuts. Like it's so funny how it just happens. But if you just, be social, you know, stay connected, help people, encourage people, show them love. It's reciprocated. Like it's not just on your stuff. Like you have to show up on other people's stuff, but give yourself a schedule. Don't be on it all day long. Give yourself 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, maybe right. a little bit at noon. I don't scroll social media. I have learned not to scroll social media because I show up with intention. Mm. I will go do my birthdays, right? My birthday messages. I will go and just show love on like the first couple of things I see coming through, but I don't sit there all day and like scroll and scroll and scroll. Um, I don't go into Facebook groups a lot. I mean, you can, if you want to find more people to connect with, but please do not go to Facebook groups. Please do not go to Facebook groups and drop links or even hint around to a product of yours. Like, Take the conversation outside and just start the relationship there. But again, add the value. So it's crazy because it's like our whole lives, we get into online marketing typically because we see the dream lifestyle, living on the beach, making money from our phones, the four hour work week. And all of a sudden we end up getting into that paradigm that entrepreneurs so um, aggressively pitch sometimes, which is this message of like, don't work a job. That's terrible. Or like the idea of opening a franchise and now you're a slave to the franchise. It's almost like sometimes we can fall right back into what we never wanted to get started in the first place, but it's all a journey. And your journey is the definition of the online marketer's journey. You could definitely write a book called like Julie's <laughs> brain and just talking through this whole process. I'll take this podcast. I'm going to send it to my publisher because I've had three people tell me that I should write a book in the matter of a week. I'm not even joking. And a book talk was actually talked about six months because I have so much content. And they're like, do you know that this can be a book? Like you could have several books. And I'm like, what? A book? <laughs> like, it's crazy. But why not? Why not? Why the fuck not? Right? Why the like, fuck not? Are you kidding me? Like, so yeah, I will have a book. I'll have a couple of books. One of my, one of my uh, books was going to be called From Hustle to Happiness. But then, uh, but then I got in that whole happiness notion. And I'm like, but wait a second. It should be fulfillment. Boom. Like, 
where happiness is crossed out and it's actually says fulfillment. Well, Julie, I want to pick your brain for like a minute or two after this. So I need to get this one final, this nugget out of you. And this is basically, you know, for that person right now that is working some sort of J-O-B that either one, they're making a ton of money and they just don't have that fulfillment. They don't feel like they're living. They, they just feel like they could be doing more and, and providing more value to the world and creating values versus just living someone else's dream. Or number two, you know, they feel undervalued. They feel like they're not, they're in a rut. They feel like they're not living their purpose. They feel like they're just working for a paycheck and getting stuck in this routine, routine, routine. So what would you say to that person that's right on the cusp of diving into entrepreneurship, maybe a network marketing company, their own business, whatever, for the first time, and they're scared. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Like, they're so nervous. What would you say to kind of push them off of that ledge, per se? Yeah. Well, I was that person myself. I mean, I was in corporate, and I also owned a franchise for 10 years. I had multiple franchises. I was 23 years old when I opened the first one. So I what were lived, those, what were those franchises? Uh, Jimmy John's. Oh, nice. Yeah. Jimmy John's. I'm so fast. you freak. Those things are phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's well, great. I love Jimmy John's. <laughs> Jimmy John's is great. It was, it was a great franchise to own. Uh, definitely uh, a lot of learning lessons there. Um, you know, so I get it. And I was always chasing something, right? Like I feel like, you know, the corporate thing wasn't working out for me because I was like, oh, no, no way. No way can I be here for the next 40 years. Oh, my God, I wanted to kill my boss. I mean, honestly, like she was she was the she devil. But then I was chasing freedom through starting the franchise, which is not freedom. Any traditional business owner knows it's not freedom. Then I sold those and I became a stay-at-home mom. Literally, I gave birth two months after I started business. And I started dabbling in direct sales, did really well, but I was gone most nights and weekends. And there's a point to this. I was gone most nights and weekends. So I did that. I was like top in the sales unit. I don't know. I just show up to these parties and I would just talk about stoneware and talk about home decor. Okay. But I hated it because women would just stand around, drink wine. I wouldn't get home until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't see my husband or my kid. So I didn't even know what network marketing was when I first learned about it in 2012. I never even heard of it. No preconceived notion, nothing, nada. I just saw a vision and a plan and I was like, that's it. If I can make this money from home and I can figure out a way to use social media, I'm in. And that's what I did. Um, and then you guys, you just heard my whole entrepreneur story of online marketing. Listen, I'm not dissing the online marketing. What I'm saying is my story is I was doing coaching. I was doing affiliate marketing. I was doing digital products. I was doing network marketing. I was building a brand. That's a lot. If you are sitting in this place and you're miserable in your nine to five, or you're like reaching, trying to figure out purpose, or you feel like you have something to share with the world, then you go out and you share it. Like figure I have always had mentors find a mentor that you can turn to that ha is at the place that you want to be at and can teach you how to do this. Like that's the only thing I can say. Um, online is the place to be. Mm. There's so much to know about online. I tried going into the e-commerce world. Never again, never again. It was, there is so much to know there. So that would, for me personally, I would say, forget it. If you go towards network marketing, you're smart. It was funny. I heard something recently. We were at our last leadership conference um, with my company and there was a video from Eric and he was like, right now is like the perfect time to get involved with network marketing. Like you're literally creating like your beach property right now because back in the day, uh, network marketing was really frowned upon like as the whole pyramid scheme and this and that and whatever else they wanted to call it. Like people still were, you know, very kind of skeptical. They still are, but not as much anymore. And then in the future, he was saying it's probably going to be overly saturated at some point down, down, you know, the road. But right now is like the perfect time. And 
if you find the perfect company that has not yet gone through momentum and is in stability, that's even better. Um, startups, I feel like are very risky. So, so you just got to do your research and be smart about the whole network marketing thing. But you do want to pick a company that you're passionate about, that you align with what products that they're selling, right? You're not just selling the opportunity, you're selling the product. Network marketing, I think is smart because it's like low cost to entry, which also could be devil's advocate because then people don't take it serious. Like when I spent, you know, we had $700,000 in our franchise. That's a lot. You got to make that franchise work. People often underestimate and then quit way too soon in network marketing because they only spend a couple hundred dollars on a pack. Yeah. yeah you could build a million dollar business and literally have like no overhead. None. Isn't like, so isn't sick. that incredible? You're so talking dope. to a girl that made a million dollars and like truly walked away with like barely six figures. Like after all said and done with expenses and taxes and Facebook ads and paying a team, like, oh my God. So what I say is pick your passion. What is it that excites you? If it's that you want to create a course, create a course. There's very simple programs out there to be able to create a course, but then you got to learn marketing. You got to learn how to market it. Marketing is an amazing skill. I, yeah. And you are a amazing mentor and just wealth of knowledge on the, on the <laughs> subject. And I could tell, I can see it in your face. Like you could go and just boom, boom, boom. Like you could just talk about this for hours. I mean, you just love sharing and helping people. And it's just, I've, I've received so much value on this. And I, you did mention that you have this uh, monthly community and yes. I would like to know how can people follow this community and how can people follow you if they want to get more Julie Burke in their life? Yeah. If they want more Julie Burke, they could go to www.thefreedomdesigner.com. And the monthly community is right there on the homepage and it's called the uh, social freedom insider. You know, Julie, I, I do want to pick your brain real quick after this, but <laughs> yeah, I appreciate no you so much and yes. you know, you're such a light and I'm so stoked. You have your one year old, uh, one year old puppy sitting at your footstep. Oh yeah. She's sleeping. She's snoring. Yeah. 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 I just want to say one more thing. Listen, if you're listening to this and you do have a dream, I don't want like, anything that I said here today to possibly hold you back because just know that anything is possible. My message to you today is just don't, don't take on the overwhelm and put blinders on really just put blinders on and focus in on what that one thing is. That's it. Boom. Boom. Till next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones party of two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.